Section three in this class was called Rights and Responsibilities. Um, now, one of the classic issues with um, the within the realm of rights and responsibilities is the idea of liberty versus security. Um, one of the greatest pictures you've shown us in your various presentations throughout this year has been the one explaining the dichotomy between liberty and security. The picture is that of a man and a woman looking out of their house while government workers strip away their house walls, destroying their privacy and using those house walls to build a fence around their house to create security for them. This is essentially the balance that government always has to struggle with. It is what governments around the world are struggling with during this pandemic. Some countries like South Korea, China, Israel, and others are not so concerned about the privacy of their citizens and strip away these walls to replace them with safety from the virus. America is struggling with that now as companies like Google and Apple team up to create technologies to help track the virus. Um, now, another classic um, idea is the one reflected in the quote, your liberty to swing your fist ends where my nose begins. Um, and that has to do with the topic of civil and human rights, which is one of the big issues nowadays. Um, I understand the idea and issue of balancing each person's civil rights with another person's civil rights, but nowadays this has really gotten out of hand. There's equal protection under the law for traits like race, national origin, religion, sex, but now with H.R. 5, the Equality Act passed on May 17, 2019, which prohibits discrimination on the basis of the sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical condition of individual, as well as because of sex-based stereotypes. The question remains, where's the line between actual civil rights and civil and human rights that we just make up because of social pressure? Now, I'm not saying we should ignore these issues, but we just have to come up with a certain quantifiable system that we can use to determine what actually is a, a civil and human right. Um, an interesting topic on the civil rights and liberty discussion is the discussion topic assignment that we had. I didn't get a chance to present it to the class, so here it is. Um, the situation is that of a Chabad man who joins the local police force. This actually happened. When arriving there, he's told that he must shave his beard for security reasons. As we know, Chabad men are prohibited from shaving any part of their beard. Um, so, should the police force be allowed to force its officers to shave their beards, even though they must keep them due to religious purposes? The police department has a no-beard policy. And there is not necessarily evidence that this, this uh, is based in religious discrimination. But the freedom of religion enshrined in the First Amendment prohibits employers from discriminating between an employee's religious and non-religious motivations, meaning the employer can't say, oh, this beard is not really for your religious purposes, you just want to wear it for an X reason. Um, so this is a complicated topic, but again, I don't have the answer to it. Now, we also spoke about wealth in the context of rights and responsibilities and that wealthy billionaires do more so more societal good than any government program which is focused on 
um, alleviating social issues um, can do. And again, just to bring it back to the coronavirus, um, wealthy billionaires um, are doing so much to help um, with developing vaccines and donating to food organizations. Um, for example, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation committed $10 million to combat the virus. Um, and celebrities and athletes are donating millions of dollars to organizations like Feeding America and, and other, um, other organizations and using their wealth in other ways to help with the virus. Another large issue that politicians have to take into consideration when dealing with issues of rights and responsibilities are externalities, which can be positive or negative. Um, now, for example, a positive externality of vaccination is that vaccination for any kind of virus, not specifically coronavirus, um, is that it's not just good for you, but it helps society as a whole by keeping everyone healthy. Um, a positive externality from smoke, stopping smoking, brings benefits to society um, when secondhand smoking is reduced. An example of a negative externality um, is pollution from industrial production or um, environmental waste. Um, and for example, raising minimum wage, a negative externality from that would be small businesses going out of business because they don't want to hire people um, with a such a high um, wage threshold. Now, I'm going to bring it back to coronavirus again, just because of its pertinence in our lives right now. Um, my cousin, who lives in Israel, was telling me of what Israel does to save um, their citizens from the effects of the coronavirus. And what they do is, they, if someone gets, um, if someone is confirmed to have the virus, they go through that person's location history um, for two weeks prior and any phone that was near that phone um, in the past two weeks they send a message telling them that they have to be quarantined now there were only 247 deaths so far according to worldometers.info but look what they sacrificed look look at the negative externalities of the positive actions um, that Israel takes to fight COVID-19 and I hope to God that doesn't happen here in America and with that I conclude this episode on section 3 thank you for listening